So hello everyone and welcome. My name is Steve Nabell and today I'm speaking with Katie Tucker on Ascension Energy and the Crystal Grid. Now Katie has been an avid traveller of the world for most of her life and she believes that a clear understanding of the earth through experience and immersion facilitates the re-establishment of harmony between human beings and, and nature. And this is something that she brings to all of her work, her retreats and soul journeys. And her company, Starlight Meditation, is fundamentally about self-empowerment as the key to um, true happiness and global ascension. And she does a number of workshops, ceremonies, retreats and journeys all run to help people find empowerment in their lives as they move forward in their spiritual paths. So, uh, Katie, welcome to you. Hello. Hello, Katie. So, I mean, uh, I, I know a bit about your journey, but can you just say something on how you came to all this stuff, you know, talking about energy, ascension and crystal grids and all the rest of it? Well, my journey really, my awakening really, really began when I was pretty young. I was a teenager and I was a very unhappy teenager. And I think most people's journeys begin because they look for happiness. And so I was looking, I was trying to find out how to be happy. And I ended up reading self-help books and then learning about energy and chakras and auras and things like that. And... um then I saw energy, for, so I kind of understood the theories of it, but when I saw energy for the first time, which was in Spain, that's when I was really able to kind of believe in it fully, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, that, so then I started healing, and I was beginning to channel as a, as a healer, uh, but then I started to meet people that could actually uh, fully channel and direct voice channel and trance channel. And I was like, I really, really, really want to be able to do that. And um, I was kind of putting the intention out there to be able to do that. And basically, eventually I ordered a book from Amazon on how to channel. Yeah. And before the book I arrived, I could channel. So it was like I just needed to be able to commit to channeling. <laughs> and then I could channel. And then I did lots of kind of courses and um, trainings and worked with some amazing teachers on, on so mastering it and developing it and things like that. So with your channeling work, what, what kind of energy are you mostly channeling at the moment? You know, as a channel, I channel all sorts of things. My, my personal energy is a bit like a portal in itself. So I can channel lots and lots of different beings mm. and collectives. And um, I just asked for the highest good. So whoever wants to come through, comes through. I tend to work with star beings quite a lot mm. because they are, are just so, especially the Palladians, mm. they, they love to teach and they love to kind of, hold space and they hold such beautiful space so generally when I'm teaching the Palladians will often be supporting me mm. um, I, but I channel fairies and animal guides and dragons and whoever wants to come to the park <laughs> okay <laughs> so Katie in your experience with all the kind of work you've been doing what do you think is happening on planet earth right now on planet earth right now it's an amazingly exciting time. Mm. We're really kind of coming into the full force of what my guides call the indigo age, which is a mini age within the age of ascension. And the indigo age is really 
an age of fire, an age of transformation, an age of um, empowerment and rebellion and um, freeing ourselves basically from from the old paradigm and the old dimension and the old belief systems that are manifesting the old the Piscean age. Mm. So even though we we have started to ascend, we're still carrying a lot of the old way mm. collectively, and that's why it can almost feel. I, I know a lot of people that are feeling almost kind of schizophrenic where they've got this one way of being with the people that are awake and then they're going into their nine to five jobs and mm. kind of still living in the third dimension as well you know mm. yeah, yeah um, totally. how long do you think that will go on for this uh, indigo age is it going to go on for a few decades or originally my guide said it would be 12 years mm. uh it started in 2012 um actually i think it will probably be a bit longer than that mm. i my guides say that ascension is going to take as long as ascension. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, and and there, there's with the future, there's loads of different timeline possibilities. It really depends on our free will and what happens. Mm. Um, and I feel like actually this year, the last four years was the warm up, and this year is actually when the indigo age and everything that was predicted about it is actually starting to happen. And yeah. Become. And so maybe it's 12 years from now, maybe it'll be longer, maybe it'll be less, it depends on us. Um, for me, Ascension, the, the best message I've ever had about Ascension, and I think it's such an important one to share, is a message from Gaia, which is a name, a goddess named for Mother Earth. Mm. And she's given it to me uh, several times. She gave it to me in 2012. She repeated it to me over the solstice period this year. And she just said, I'm not going to ascend without all of my children. And so until every single person is ready and every single person is uh, awake and ready to ascend, we're not going to fully ascend. And it's such a beautiful message of oneness because it's very easy to kind of look at the dark forces and the dark side and the people that seem like they're doing bad on the planet yeah um when actually gaia is not gonna she's not gonna go, come fully into her new vibrational state without all of her children because she's a mother yeah but i guess that gaia itself is kind of uh been holding lots of energy over you know the last few thousand years there's been war and all kinds of nuclear bombs exploding so is that energy being released i think so yeah i mean i i i think the piscean age you know we we learn the most in the the dark change happens in the dark mm. in our shadow in the, in the hardest times in our life it doesn't happen when we're kind of feeling all light and happy, you yeah. know. And, it's a and, shame that, isn't it, really? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Gaia understands that. I was talking to someone, and we've both hit the same conclusion. Uh, my friend Tanya, we were talking yesterday, actually, and we both hit the same conclusion that Gaia, that human beings have been in their teenage years mm. on Gaia, um, which is where they're kind of, disrespectful and graffitiing and very emotional and hormonal and we're coming out of that teenage phase now and like a mother Gaia you know what do you do as a parent 
as a mother or father, when you've got a troublesome teenager, mm. you just kind of wait for them <laughs> to grow up a bit. Yeah. And okay. that's, and you know, the on a bigger level, I had a really, really interesting message about the fall of Atlantis mm. and about the dawn of Atlantis, which not so many people talk about. But so before the golden age of Atlantis was the dawn mm. of Atlantis. Mm. And in the time of the dawn, the humans collective and the, the souls that decided to do this earth project basically planned out the whole of the Piscean age and the age that we're in now mm. and chose for their own spiritual growth, to forget that plan. And so all of the contracts that were made in the dawn of Atlantis about what was going to happen, including, you know, the war and the trauma and things like that, we chose to forget about those, about that divine plan that we chose to make. <laughs> mm. Because it gives us a more full experience and a more immersion experience and helps us to become empowered in our own love. Do you think a lot of these memories are coming back now in our consciousness? Definitely, definitely. And, and there, there are good and bad ones, you know. The, the fall of Atlantis, um, I really believe that people's fear of change is often connected to the fall of Atlantis Yeah. and the witnessing of the fall of Atlantis and the guilt of the fall of Atlantis that we're still carrying. It must have been a very traumatic, I, mean, also, I guess there's a lot of trauma around it as well, if you see a whole thing go down and the planet shift a bit and you're not in a great way. A huge trauma, I mean, you know, it's much more exciting to be in the, <laughs> the returning of the Golden Age yeah. <laughs> than it was to kind of be witnessing this kind of, and remember we'd forgotten, we'd already by that point forgotten. Mm that we'd done this for our soul's evolution and made a contract. So it was, you know, it was really terrifying. And everybody that's here today was here then. And there is, you know, how brave are we? Sounds a bit like, um, you know, when people decide to go up into an airplane and jump out of it. Mm, it sounds yeah. a good idea at the time, but then when you open the door and about to leap out, you go, why did we do this? Could you remind yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and I think that, um, you know, when you're in a place of kind of loveness and connection and oneness and all of these things, I always think of like when you're a, a soul ready to be born and, you know, babies come down with these like beautiful bright eyes and completely happy because they just, they have all of the faith and all of the connection and everything that they need and they're just really excited about this soul process. And then you start to grow up and you're like, why did I sign up for this? Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I have had that feeling quite a bit in this lifetime. <laughs> but, but actually, the more you... The physical world and the traumas that you go through are just teaching you more about yourself mm. they're showing you whenever you're going through something your physical manifestation is showing you the belief systems that you have yeah. and when you get to the point where you can recognize that and go into those belief systems and clear them mm. you actually start to love the work and love the stuff that comes up because you know that 
it's making you stronger, making you happier, making your life better. And, you know, the universe loves you so much that it will do that for you, essentially. Let me Uh, ask you, Katie, about energy, because in this ascension period, there's a lot of kind of new energies coming in, high-frequency energies, and it's also throwing out heavier energies. Um, Before the interview, we talked a little about the the need for protection, and, um, you know, a lot of us are kind of open-hearted, you know, hey, let's open and say yes to everything. But do we not need to actually learn how to clear and sometimes protect ourselves? I Yes. <laughs> I, I think, you know, we don't need protection because we're not safe. Yeah. But we need protection because we need to be able to feel safe mm. and vibrate safe. Mm. And so when I teach channeling... I, you know, I always say you are safe. It's just you have to be able to put up the things that are going to make you feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because otherwise you're vibrating on a kind of unsafe frequency and that's not you being in your power. And what the world needs more than anything is the whole planet to be in their power, you know, mm-hmm. and empowered and feeling safe to speak their truth and live their truth. And what's happening at the moment, you know, energy, my guides have a saying that giving birth is painful. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we are giving birth to a whole new age. Yeah. And so, you know, energy when it comes in is not, uh, it, it really stirs things up and it brings things up and it's not necessarily a gentle process. Mm-hmm. You know, energy, energy surges and um, when the star beings are sending energy down to the planet and X waves are happening, it's an emotional time often, and it brings up a lot of stuff for for everybody. And mm. the people that are more awake at the moment are maybe better at processing that because they understand it, they found out about it, they have the peace of simply knowing that it's an energy wave that is happening. Whereas the people that are still asleep. Um, they're no less spiritual. They're still having that energy experience, but they're they they're less able to process it themselves. Mm. And what is happening is the energy wants to be processed. The energy that is coming up really wants to be processed because, you know, collectively our whole subconscious is moving towards ascension, whether we're awake to it or not. Yeah. And so the the kind of just the law, <laughs> the energetic law is that the the dark will go to the brightest light mm. because the dark knows. And, and this isn't like a dark force. This is just heavy energy, you know. It will go to the brightest light. Mm. And the brightest light is often the person that's been doing the most self-work. Mm. Um, and so what I'm finding is a lot of people are coming to me saying that they're getting really bogged down by other people's energy or really, really affected Mm. by other people's energy. And that isn't intentional on the other people. It's just that they're going on the tube Mm. and coming away feeling like a sponge that has absorbed so much stuff from other people. And that is actually not having enough aura protection up. Yeah, yeah. it must be a common problem, I think, now for sensitive people, I imagine. Such a common problem. And the thing is, um, it's, it's, 
it's martyring yourself really isn't it's not very empowered to you know we we shouldn't our energy bodies are sacred our light is important you you can't you can't pour from an empty cup you can't pour you don't want to pour from a dirty cup you know it's important that your energy is clean so that you can do the work that you are here to do and follow your path you are not here to absorb subconsciously for everybody else Katie let me ask you about the crystal grid now I'm guessing this is an earth grid Um, we haven't really talked about that in deep but I'm guessing because I know there are all kinds of grids going on at the moment can you say something about this in terms of our energy ascension what is this crystal grid doing moving changing what's happening with it I love the crystal grid the crystal grid is like it's an elemental grid actually it belongs to the elemental dimension on the planet and the elementals the fairies uh, all of them earth beings what they do is they their job is to shake out the energy into physical form and the crystal grids it, it's kind of like in the crystal layers of Gaia it really does mirror the light grid that is around uh, the kind of human layer of Gaia um, but it's this big crystalline grid that goes all the way through the inside of the planet and it holds all of our collective manifestations and so working on it is is really really powerful because you can send healing and energy down into the collective that way so it's like a mass mind healing potentially basically it holds our collective manifestations of the planet and so the physical form the physical form vibration it like reflects up the physical form of the planet if that makes sense totally. it, like the fairies reflect up the the physical form of a tree or a, mm. so so the crystal grid reflects up our physical reality that we are collectively creating mm. so working on it um and you know you have to work with it very slowly because change has to happen at the pace of Gaia we can't ascend any faster than the the planet wants to shift and move you know yeah, yeah. Um, but working on it is is a really powerful way especially for counterbalancing things that the media are trying to do and things like that you know and it you can you can connect to it you can bring crystalline energy up from it you can use it to manifest so you can connect to it and uh, shine the light of it up into your aura mm. and then manifest for yourself or manifest for the collective peace on earth things like that but when that crystal grid has fully cleared out all of the consciousness that we no longer need for the Aquarian age so the biggest thing about there's just a few more things I'd like to say about the aura because I think it's so important. Your aura is your spiritual fingerprint. So there's no other aura like yours on the planet. And the more you can get to know your own aura, the more you will be in your energetic power and be able to recognize other energy that doesn't belong to you um, be able to channel things like that. So just spending time with your aura every day will help with being able to walk your path. And when you um, allow, 
when you're spending time with your aura, if you just stretch it, so allow it to expand, it's a bit like a muscle. The more you can exercise it, the stronger it will become and the more it will be able to kind of naturally, essentially protect you. Um, you should always, always, always put white light or whatever makes you feel safe, love, whatever word vibrates with you around the edge of your aura. Like, you should do that. I think you should do that every day. <laughs> um, and you should also maybe think about saging or sending a light shower or, or just, you know, it's a bit like not cleaning your teeth. You're going to have a lot more problems if you don't clean your teeth. And your energy body's the same. But the the biggest thing that, that I've been guided to give to people is each morning when you're doing your your daily practice you ask what color do I need today and just let your heart answer with whatever color comes sometimes more than one color comes sometimes the concept of the rainbow comes just whatever comes to you is right and then a foot away from the edge of your aura you place that color as a fire all the way around your aura. And this fire is source fire. It is pure transformational energy. And the color has nothing to do with you. The color has to do with who you're going to meet. Because essentially what happens when you have that fire up is your light still attracts the energy that needs to be cleared. But the fire transmutes it and transforms it and sends it up to source, which is where it wants to go. And it basically what it means is that energy isn't coming into your aura, so you don't get heavy, you don't get bogged down, you don't um, have to carry, you know, you can focus on your own stuff <laughs> that you have to heal as opposed to healing other people's stuff. You stop being a sponge, but you're still doing the work for the energy. You know, so many people I give it to and I see them in a few weeks and they're like, this is this thing has changed my life. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so simple. And it means that you can still be in service, you can still help, but you're not martyring yourself to help. Mm. You're still you're in your power. And especially if you're going if you're somebody that gets affected by big crowds and stuff like that, there's no way, you know, you sh the universe would never ask you to do energy work on a whole festival of people mm. you know we 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 need to be focusing on our our own clearing and our own vibration at the moment no, nobody on earth is strong enough to do that kind of energy work and so but sources the grandfather fire is <laughs> like yeah. you know that they are and so basically you're you're letting that what should be doing the work doing the work and your job is just to call it to the fire it's a really amazing technique. It's really oh, I'm doing it as you're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I get a lovely pink, a peach gold light. So I thought, oh, that's right. I'll put it around me. Yeah. And actually the colors you always get are so lovely. And you're like, yeah, I want to walk around with this. Around <laughs> yeah. <me."> yeah. <laughs> it's a really amazing technique. But the other thing I would say is always practice expanding your aura, making it bigger. Um, yeah. That really works, the muscle of your aura, essentially. But we'll, we'll bring the aura experience into the meditation so that you can... Right. I, do, I need to mention to listeners, it, 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 
just to say, I didn't mention that Katie lives in uh, Brighton and there's lots of seagulls around. So if you get a seagull, <laughs> let that take you deeper into the meditation. <laughs> they like to sound heal the yeah, seagulls. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just closing your eyes. I'm feeling the muscles around your eyes relaxing as you breathe in love and breathe out gratitude. Breathe in love and breathe out gratitude. Breathe in love and breathe out gratitude. Experiencing your auric fear. This dance of colors and patterns are unique to you that are your spiritual fingerprint. There is no aura anywhere in the universe like yours. And just allowing your aura to expand for this meditation. And as your aura expands, Feeling it sealed from top to bottom in light and love. So that you know you are safe. So that you know that only love and light enter your energy field. And in this knowledge of safety, Feel yourself relaxing into your power. And as you relax into the dance and vibration of your auric fear, become aware of your crown chakra in white and violet light in the center of your head. This is the chakra that holds oneness consciousness. And allow that white and violet light to flood your auric field. Allow that sense of belonging to the heartbeat of the whole universe to flood your vibration now. And in your mind's eye you see a ball of violet, white light slide down now from your crown into your third eye, your indigo chakra in the center of your mind, feeling this white and violet light flood your indigo third eye. And as this white and violet oneness light 
floods your third eye. You experience a melting away of all spiritual disconnection, of all that you do not understand, of all energetic fear. This ball of white and violet light from your crown slides down your chakric system into your sky blue throat chakra, flooding your throat chakra, your center of truth, with this oneless light now. I'm feeling the sensation of all that is not your truth being melted by this light. And noticing the sense of space that occurs within your aura and all that is not true is melted away. And this ball of oneness, white and violet light travels down into your heart center, filling your heart with a sense of belonging, feeling how your heart recognizes this feeling of oneness and opens to it. And in the emerald green of Anahata, of your heart chakra, all that is feeling unloved within you is melted away. And you feel your aura flooding with love. With whole love for yourself and whole love for all. And from this place of love, the white and violet light travels down into your sun chakra, your solar plexus chakra, the golden sun of your power diaphragm and this white and violet light floods the golden sun of your breath and your power and all that is disempowered in your consciousness melts away in this oneness conscious light. And you feel the aliveness of your power rush through you now. You feel the safety and shining of your power as this oneness light, white and violet, travels down into the deepest part of your physical body into the hot 
orange light of your sacral chakra just below your belly button and as this white and violet light floods your sacral chakra and your body all that is in disharmony it is in disease within your light and your body is melted it's given to this oneness light you feel the swelling of deep peace in your belly and your body you feel the igniting of your dharma light in the center of your sacral chakra as this oneness light travels down into the iron red root chakra the very bottom of your spine and here this oneness light this white and violet light floods your roots and all that does not feel safe all that is out of trust out of abundance and out of freedom is melted away as this white and violet light shines down from your root chakra down into the crystal grid and down into the iron core crystal in the center of the earth anchoring your oneness consciousness into your physical life right here right now as this oneness light shines up through your body and in to your aura and out into every area of your life anchoring upwards into the center of the universe and you allow this light to shine into all of your physical form into all of your being all of the sacredness of your life allowing trusting the changes that are happening trusting the transformation process that happened and we bring the light of our crown into the light of our root noticing how you feel how your aura feels if you like this is a really really powerful place to manifest from so that you can guide the transformation to align with your dreams with your dharma path And when you are ready, breathing in love and breathing out gratitude, breathing in love and breathing out gratitude, breathing in love and breathing out gratitude, 
and opening your eyes and coming back into the room.